In this episode of the Song of Verse podcast, we'll be talking about the song Watch the Children Pray by the band Metal Church. Uh, we've got a great guest lined up today, Thomas Johns from Dead to Self Radio. So buckle up and stay tuned. We're ready to rock. Welcome to the Song and Verse Podcast, a discovery of God's Word, one song and a few verses at a time. Here's your host, Rockin' Odd Todd. Hello and welcome to this episode of Song and Verse Podcast, a discovery of God's Word through Song and Verse. I am your host, Rockin' Odd Todd. We are so happy to be with you. Oh man, uh... Geez, where do we start? This whole COVID thing's going nuts. Uh, for those of you watching the video, um, I look sort of like the dudes from Duck Dynasty. I need a haircut. I need a beard trim. Um, but uh, we are surviving. We're, we're hanging in there. And uh, we've got a great show lined up for you. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Watch the Children Pray from Metal Church. Uh, we're going to be joined by Thomas Johns from Dead to Self Radio. And, you know, this is going to be a great discussion because we can learn a lot from children. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Thomas and we'll get started. I've known Thomas now for well, going on close to two years and uh, he's got a pretty awesome ministry that goes on out there on the on the West Coast. And uh, Thomas, how you doing this morning, buddy? A little tired, but doing well. How about yourself? Oh, about the same, you know. Being on separate coasts here it makes it a little difficult for me and you to hook up every now and then. But uh, it's uh, early morning here and very, very early morning there. So, um, so how how how's things going with Dead Self? You know, with this whole lockdown and everything, what what's going on with you guys, family, and is there anything in the music world from the Dead to Self uh, angle that you've heard that's you know changed the industry or anything? Well, you know, the stay-at-home thing, I mean, I've worked at home for years. Um, the only changes is that, we, you know, what we do outside of the house, we're, we're not able to do like we've been able to. But other than that, it's been pretty normal. Yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm the same way. I've, I've worked from home quite a bit. The only thing different here right now is I've got five kids constantly running around at the same time. So it's a yeah. little, little, little different. But um, so song and verse ministry song and verse podcast uh this is uh you know a new endeavor for us you and i met um through the fridays with alice blog that uh you know i, I continue to still work on and, and write um uh, but this is a new avenue this is a you know a, a, a new a new tilt on things um we're really looking at music from a spiritual standpoint and that spiritual standpoint being that we're all god's children and uh, interestingly enough, uh, the the song that that, that you, you had pointed out and that we're going to talk about a little bit here at the beginning is "Watch the Children Pray" by Metal Church uh, from the Dark album um, that was uh, released in 1986. And so, you know, I'm going to go ahead and let you you lead in and t tell me what that song means to you because I was impressed by this band. You know, being a metalhead in the 80s, I'm, I'm shocked that I'd never heard of them or really listened to them. Yeah, they're actually a local band here. They're they're from my area. In fact, I used to go to the gym and work out with one of their founding members, uh, Kurt Vanderhoof. 
um, also knew David Wayne, uh, their original singer. He was killed in a car accident, or actually died of complications. And then um, I had met their drummer, or their one of their earlier drummers, uh, Kurt Arrington. So, so I knew the guys personally. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, yeah, they're they're pretty cool guys, pretty cool band. But that that song, now like I said, it was off their second album. Um, you know, I had heard. I guess I never really asked the guys. Um, up until that point, but I had heard that there were um, members that, that uh, were Christians or, or that had been Christians or grew up as Christians and, and stuff like that. So you start hearing that, you know, you can, you can hear that in a lot of their songs. That's one thing about that. They're not a Christian band, uh, far from it. Well, I don't want to say far from it because that kind of could be misleading, but because, you know, uh, I think Kurt Vanderhoof, you know, he wrote a lot of the lyrics and stuff. And I know at one time, I'm not sure about now, I haven't talked to him in a while, but, but uh, from what I hear, he's still, he's, you know, he's still a man of faith and everything. But um, yeah, that song was, you know, a lot of these bands, they'll, they'll put out songs that uh, sound like they could be religious only to be, you know, sometimes even anti or opposite. but. Yeah, that song actually has, you know, it could, a Christian band could put that out and, and nobody would question it. And, um, you know, Jesus, you know, when, when the, the disciples, you know, when, when the people would bring um, children to Jesus and stuff like that, you know, they would get all, um, now go away, you know, leave them alone. And, and Jesus would, uh, you know, he, he wanted the children. In fact, he wants us to be like children. You know, he said that, that we should have the, you know, faith as a child and, and so that song kind of kind of really hits on that i think but you know, like i said not not maybe so much like you know they're not like a preach you know preaching or anything like that but just the realness of the song and, and that's what i've always liked about it well yeah and and you know uh I, I did a little bit of homework and a little bit of research on this um you know that the, the song and everything and i mean there were two lines that really kind of stuck out to me uh we well two verses i guess uh we hold our fate and make the choice but we'll list but we'll not listen to that still small voice are we just crazy out of our minds wish this were someplace another time we watch the children pray save us god today come whatever may and i'm i'm just floored i'm floored by that because everything you're saying is correct you know um when 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 uh the people would bring their children to christ and say you know i'd I'd love for you to bless my child or whatever like you were saying the disciples were like nope that that's a waste of time you know bring somebody that that you know i guess a leper or a blind man or whatever and let's get him you know hit healed or whatever and uh you're absolutely correct uh he was like no the, the the heart of a child is where this is at this is you know, this is who I want you to be. I want you to pay attention to who these children are, you know. And um, so, you know, we've been watching a show called The Chosen. Have you guys seen that on Dead um, Angel? I have not, no. Okay, not so, <laughs> so it's it's basically about, you know, Christ choosing, uh, you know, the disciples, Mary Magdalene, and everybody that kind of went along with him. And um, one of the things that they point out, and they do a very, very good job of doing is showing Christ's love for children, right. and and uh, I, it it was just you know e- even like um, and of course they they put their own little spin on some of this. It's a lot of artistic um, 
what's the word liberty or whatever right. to um, create it. But during some of his time in the wilderness, uh, there was this group of children that would come and visit him or whatever. And, um, you know, he would teach them even before he went out to the disciples. And of course that's taking very, very, uh, you know, it's not quite biblical, but yeah. at the same time, did it happen? More than likely, any children that came across Jesus' path, he was going to talk to. So, <laughs> so you know. Um, but anyway, I, I, you know, I, I find that very interesting that that they did such a good job of showing that, you know, children are, are really, you know, I hate to say the foundation, but they really kind of are. I mean, you know, what are we doing? You know, if we're doing this properly, we're raising up children to be the next leaders and generation, and hopefully they're doing the same thing, you know. Um, so, you know, and, and I guess Psalm 8, too, really kind of pulls me into that, that whole motives and desires of a child are pure and honest, too, you know, and, until children get to, until children have learned to, to, you know, the corruption of evil or to act badly, they really don't, I mean... I, I don't know. I mean, you've had a lot of experience with children, so you know, I'd like to hear some of your um, background with that because you guys have fostered some children. Is that correct? Yeah, we've been foster parents in, since the '90s. Um, we adopted two half brothers, and they're both grown up now. And now we're we, we kind of stopped for a while because as the kids are growing up, they're um, heavily involved in activities and stuff, and it just got to kind of really be stressful and stuff so we stopped for a while and we just started up about three years ago and in fact the two that we have now we have two little ones and that will probably be our last two because it's just it's time to you know do other things and stuff but we we love doing it but the one thing you know like like with children jesus said to have faith as a child and, and i don't you know it's there's a trust that they have in you and stuff and, and it, it, it's like they throw caution to the wind um you know, when Jesus said to have faith as a child, you know, it's, it, it's that that believing and, and just not even, you know, not even question, just believing. I mean, I mean, I know we want to question. We want to we want to learn. You know, there's so so many different uh, variations of, of what truth is nowadays. I mean, you can go to five different preachers preaching on the same thing and, and you'll hear five different things. I mean, you know, it's just but, uh, you know, children, they just. They, you tell them something, they believe you, and, that, and and I think that's what what Jesus was saying is that you know don't you know don't question you know once you're in faith and, and, and you're hearing God and, and and stuff you know don't yeah don't spend time you know questioning and, and stuff like that as far as I mean I gotta be careful how I say that because you know we always want to question but you know when you get to that point where in, in your your walk in, in your faith to where you're holding on to that like a child. You're just believing. It's like you're just trusting that that God's going to do what He says He's going to do. Yeah, and, definitely. Well, in, in in that last line, and and I think you're you're hitting it right on the head because that last line, we watch the children pray, "Save us, God, today, <laughs> come whatever may." That "come whatever may" line is like faith of a child. You know, <laughs> it's it's look, I'm I'm putting this all into Your hands, Lord, and. I'm going to have the faith that whatever you allow happen is what needs to happen. Right. Well, it's like, you know, like a child, like when you tell a, a kid something, whether it's, 
serious, sincere, or whether it's just kidding, and they totally believe you. And then when it comes time that that's questioned, my daddy told me that this, or my mama told me that, you know, and, and sometimes that, that comes back on the parent, you know, at times in an embarrassing and, and sometimes fun kind of way. But I mean, seriously, children are very, um, they believe, you know, they can believe anything you tell them. And, um, you know, I don't know if you ever grew up hearing stories from your grandpa or something. You know, my grandpa, he was, he was funny, you know, he would, he would tell us things and we would believe them, you know. Yeah. And stuff, and then later on, you find out that there are, or when uh, you know you grow up and and uh, you get mature and, and you realize things that uh, okay, no, that wasn't true. <laughs> you know, <laughs> God, you know, when, when he tells you things, it's it's like having that that faith, like believing that that what he says is true. And um, yeah, and then when when you do, no matter what comes at you, you've got so much faith and so much trust in God that that what he, you know, like like I said, you, your faith is in what God says, is what He says He's going to do, and if He says it, no matter what comes at you, it's having that faith, you know, that that you no know, no matter what my circumstances or or what's going on around me, well, God said He was gonna you know keep His hand on me, or God said this or that, just you know whatever situation it is. And just holding on to that, no matter what, and and, and that does kind of—that's basically what that says. That, you know. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, one of the other songs that it really reminded me of was "When the Children Cry" by White Line. Mm. And, um, you know, it's funny because Metal Church was probably a little heavier. Um, I always kind of think of like White Line and some of those hair bands as like pop metal or yeah. pop rock, you know. Um, but that When the Children Cry song, man, I still listen to that as a parent today. And, I mean, that's another song that could have totally been, you know, pulled right out of Scripture. And I yeah. I think I think even, um, uh, you know, I, I've always been hesitant. I, I think in one place in the song it says, When the children play, let them know no other way. But then there's another line where it, I'm almost positive he's saying, When the children pray let them know no other way um and i could be wrong but that's exactly oh, what it sounds right. like to me right. and it fits the narrative for me <laughs> yeah you know uh you know I, I i've been working this this uh actually almost two years now with with a group called dove bible club that goes into the public schools and we do it at my my kids elementary school okay. and we probably got 20 25 uh children in there that um uh you know show up after school and this is at a public school so you know it's it's a pretty big deal for us oh, and what's interesting is man ki kids are just not afraid they're unabashed they're going to talk and and when they have questions they ask questions and i'm going to tell you right now the questions of some second and third graders are tough to answer <laughs> and uh you know like you said that uh, you know we're we're all going to question things, yeah. but it's like the cool part about it though is when when they ask these questions, there's still no there's still no wavering in their faith. They're still like, I know this is true, right. and and you you can only hope that you're planting enough seeds that when those years in between sort of lead to some doubt and stuff like that, that hope hopefully there's something there for them to hold on to, you know. Right, right. Well, I mean, like one example, like you know. A lot of people, you know, teach their kids or, or you know, or talk to their kids about Santa Claus, and and they'll go. They're convinced. 
and they'll even go around and, and argue with their friends and stuff and, and, and you know you hear them even getting made fun of because they still believe in Santa Claus well you know with their faith it's the same thing like I said you, you, you teach them the ways to go in, in, in faith and everything and, and they hold on to it I mean to, to where they argue and it doesn't matter you know they don't have to you know I mean of course kids aren't going to have a reason why they believe it's just because their mom and dad told them right and stuff and, and uh you know, you know, yes, we are to study and everything, but but you know, there, there's there's things in the Bible that are just clear, you know, um, you know, like our our salvation and and uh, um, you know, with Christ dying on the cross and raising again, stuff like that. And that. Those are things that we don't question. I mean, there's a lot of things in the Bible that we question. Our, our I should say that we all have um, opinions about, or, or you know, we we think it means this, and we think it means that, and. Uh, and and we we're supposed to study and, and learn on those things, but they, but they don't they don't affect our salvation. They're just just uh, you know different things in the Bible that we don't understand because you know it's it, it doesn't expound on some things. But but the, you know our our faith in Christ and um, you know His death and resurrection and how that you know how our sins you know we're forgiven of our sins and they're they're cleansed and washed away and stuff. Th- those are things that are set in stone that we. We don't argue. I mean, that, well, basically, most of our Protestant um, faiths believe that. Um, you know, maybe some variances on some things, and we believe that. You know, it's like that's what we believe. We don't argue that, and so that's kind of like like with Jesus when he talked to them and stuff. You know, and uh, you know when he said that because I, I mean you know I think about that a lot. You know, because when when God says something, regardless of our circumstances, regardless of what's going on in society, what's going on in the world today. God made promises that we, you know, He's going to keep them, whether it be today, tomorrow, or you know, in the future, or in the next life, you know, more with Him. But you know, having that faith in what He says, because He's God, and we know He's God, and we we believe that He's God. Um, you know, that's like I said, that's just like our children believing everything that we say. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. definitely. Um, you know, I, I will add one. Um, aspect um, as far as children are concerned you know I, I think just like the disciples did a, a lot of us tend to you know write off the experiences of a child or whatever but I do I do believe they're on a different playing field when it comes to uh, faith in the Lord and things of that nature I do believe that they can completely believe what or completely know what's going on and see it from a different light. Even if they're taught, you know, from us and hear from adults, one thing, I still think that they see it in a different light. I, I, do you agree with that? Well, yeah, because I mean, their, their minds are innocent. Um, you know, they don't question a lot of things. I mean, you know, at, at, like I said, if you teach them something or tell them something, they, they, they believe you, but they do, they see, um, you know, kids are very imaginative and, and, and stuff, but also they're, they're, they are, they are smart yeah. and stuff. And because, you know, we have all this stuff pounding us, you know, we got society, we got the media, we have, um, you know, just, just experiences and things that it's hard not to let those things shape what you think or believe. Mm-hmm. But oh, children, yeah. Definitely. Children go in with a focus. They, they, they believe whatever, and things kind of evolve around that, you know, and stuff. And that's, and, and, they, and they see things, and, you know, a lot of times they just, 
you teach them things and they, they see things and it just, yeah, it's, I, I mean, I know what you're saying and, and it's, but they, you know, because they're children and they haven't experienced life, like, you know, um, that much life or whatever, they don't have all these things pounding them and stuff, especially if they're not watching a whole lot of TV nowadays, you know, but, uh, sure. um, yeah, I mean, a lot of times they see things, you teach them and, and they actually see it clearer than you do. And you're the one that taught them that. And, and yeah, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah, totally. Um, so, you know, there, there's a few more questions that I'd really like to talk to you about. Um, for me personally, um, you know, I accepted Christ at a Christian rock concert <laughs> and it was a local band too. It was a good friend of mine. Uh, her brother was the guitar player in the band and, and they were a phenomenal band. I'm really kind of surprised they never, um, I, I'm pretty sure they had some personal uh, things that kind of kept them from, you know, hitting the, the studios and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I accepted Christ at that concert and you know, I was like 14. Yeah, I was about 14. So music in fifth grade on. So I'm guessing like in fifth grade, you're what, like 10 or 11, something like that? Yeah. Something like that. So, so my first record, yeah, it was a record, uh, was Slippery When Wet by Bon Jovi. And, of course, that's not very metal. That's real pop rock there, you know. Not that it's bad. I mean, I love Richie Sambora and 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 Bon Jovi. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a I'm a Bon Jovi fan. I love I love Bon yeah. Jovi. Yeah, yeah. So, so it really kind of started this this path for me and just music in general. I just loved everything about music. You know, kind of led to Poison, Kiss, Skid Row, Warrant, uh, you know, White Lion, Striper. Um, so it became my outlet so to speak you know um if if things weren't going well at home things weren't going well at school you know in, in fact every day on the bus uh i had a pair of headphones on it it just it kept me out of trouble it uh kept me from being you know quote unquote bullied uh just put on a pair of headphones act like you're asleep look out the window do something to keep 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 the attention off of you you know yeah. And, um, and in some ways, you know, it became an idol or, you know, I almost, I almost put it to the, to a, a quote unquote religion, you know, un, until I met Christ. And of course, Christ, um, you know, salvation through him and, and learning about, you know, everything that, that, that comes into play with that really kind of flipped all that on a dime. But, um, and, and, and so that's where I'm kind of going with this. It kind of got me to the point where I was like, I shouldn't be listening to this. I shouldn't be listening to this. Oh gosh, I can't listen to that. And, you know, I've since learned, and, and a lot of this is through one quote that Alice Cooper made about the DNA of all of us, um, and how, you know, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, we were created you know, by our creator. And so we all have little witness marks in there of him, you know, we're his creation. And so I've been able to really kind of look at music in a little bit different light and say, look, you know, this is, this is humanity screaming out to God. In most cases, some of it's not nice. Some of it's kind of nasty. Um, but in some way or another, there's always a narrative 
And so I kind of want to hear what you have to say about that too, about what, you know, how music, you know, what, what part has that played in your life? And what do you kind of think about that whole good versus evil that we always hear about in metal and all that other stuff? Yeah, you know, I mean, I grew up listening to country and gospel, and that's what my my mom and dad listened to all the time. And in my early teens, now I, I, I'm sorry, let me interrupt you real quick. Were you were you raised in Texas or? No, no, no. I I've been in Washington State. In fact, um, my dad still lives in the house I grew up in, which oh, okay. is five minutes away from me. So, I mean, it, we can go down that rabbit hole, but I see the the Cowboys hat, and you know, I've always. Uh, no, that just came back. My grandpa, my grandpa was uh, from Arkansas, and he was a Cowboys fan, and he got me uh, okay. back in the seventies and, uh, and been a Cowboys fan. I, I mean, I am a Seahawk fan, you know, being here in Washington, but just sure. Cowboys holds, holds kind of like a, a place in my heart and stuff. But no, yeah. I get, I, I totally get that. Totally get that. So I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I, I just wondered, you know, the country and gospel it made me think of Texas. So go ahead. Oh. Yeah, no, my, that, that, yeah, my dad, he listened to, to and so that's what we grew up on. Um, and then I had a, met a friend, um, he, his grandma lived behind us, and he was from Nebraska, and we were the same age, and, and I was always over, um, I met his grandma when I had my paper out and, and stuff, and she was like one of those really sweet ladies and stuff, and she'd let, invite me over and stuff, and, and told me that her grandson was coming, so we became really close friends, uh, like I said, it was really early 80s. And they introduced me to like Led Zeppelin, Van Halen, and I mean, I was just like, my eyes just like, this is music, this is awesome. So, I, even though I grew up in church and everything, um, I, I really got into um, hard rock, heavy metal, and I got more and more into it. You know, then I remember when Iron Maiden. In fact, funny story, I discovered Iron Maiden while watching TBN while they did this backward masking special. <laughs> this big thing on backwards mask and I just saw the album cover and I thought that's cool so the next day I drove over you know I, I rode my bike over to the the record store and bought the cassette nice <laughs> nice and ever since but you know you know the good versus evil and one thing I've learned is that even you know in, in people some people's views in Christianity and some people's views of, of evil or Satanism and stuff like that a lot of it is mythological. A lot of it, or, or how do I say it? A lot of it's just, um, you know, and, and I say that, you know, I mean, carefully, but, but a lot of people's views in Christianity is not even close to what it really is. And, and, I, and, and I believe it's the same way with, with Satanism. Um, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, I know it's evil, and there's a lot of weird things that happen because you know, you're messing with demons and stuff, but. Um, you know, it, it's like a lot of, the, like you think of the band Slayer and stuff. It's like, uh, from what I've read, they're, they, they're not even Satanists, but, but that's, you know, that's what was popular and that's, what's, that's what they were kind of labeled as. And, and so they, they've hung on to that. And then there, there were bands that are really Satanists, you know, and these are like King Diamond and stuff like that. But, but a lot of the stuff that they sing about, you know, um, you know, like like women and doing drugs and stuff like that, and and, and then you were, you were talking about how you know we're we're human and there's things, and you know I mean there's people out there that literally don't actually don't believe in God whatsoever. They, I, you know, I don't know if they're atheists or they just don't think about it or they don't care. They're too too busy enjoying life, and stuff. But, you know, when you know, I guess there's like this rebellious thing, you know, because they, they've always, I, I don't know if you remember, but when, when Striper first came out and stuff, and they were talking about, you know, Christianity and rock don't mix and stuff like oh, yeah. that. 
Because you know, because a lot, most of the bands that were doing rock art, if not all the bands, were you know had that that rebellious spirit about them, that, that you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And um, but a lot of you know, there were songs from different bands that that you know could be embraced as a Christian and you know being rebellious in my teens to a certain point, you know, and, and stuff, and just you know, I've never. I've never um, not believed in God, but I've you know there've been times that, that that I didn't know Him and I didn't uh, you know walk with Him. But then there would be these songs, even in secular, that would make me think, "Wow, you know," and they would like make push me back to thinking about God. And um, oh, you, the song um, by Black Sabbath, uh, "War Pigs." Mm-hmm. Yep. And stuff, and then um, After Forever uh, was a really good one too. Yeah. And yeah, and they have a few that, 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 you know, like you said, even though Ozzy's been known as this wild, crazy, you know, alcohol, yeah. drug addicted, drug, under drugs and stuff like that, but some of the songs he's written, and you know, if he's written them, you know, I don't know if it was him or, or whoever wrote them, I never followed up on that, but but there are these these things of, the, there's things that, that tend to lean towards faith views, even though, you know, they may not be accurate. Which you know, like I said, you know, it's everybody has different views on different things, but but there's obviously something there that that, that you know they wrote about that's you can't deny it kind of leans towards faith based. Yeah, yeah. Um, even Megadeth before they were um, before David Mustaine had his uh, conversion and everything, you know, a lot of songs they wrote, even though you know you know most of them are political and stuff, but you know songs like uh, you know especially off the uh, Countdown to Extinction. Um, and stuff. There was a lot of references to, um, you know, was he, was he not a Christian by that point? I, I think he was a a Catholic at heart for most of his life. I mean, or, or a Catholic. I, I guess I thought Catholic it was Jehovah's maybe. Witness or something. Was it not? I, I'm not 100 sure. I mean, I know I know that you know now he's he's a, you know he's he's a Christian. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But, I thought I thought it was something. I, I thought maybe it was a Catholic or something. I, I couldn't. Yeah. I can't say 100. percent But sure. But but I mean you know he was you know had that and, and still so there was still that part of him that, that that you know when he would write songs and stuff that kind of leaned towards that at times and and stuff and you know there's a, there there's quite a few bands that do that um, I mean, you know but then you take like bands like like Wasp um, you know Blackie Lawless who's who's now you know he's a professing Christian but I remember um, I bought one of the, I think it was their first album and stuff and there's this. Uh, there was one song and I can't remember the name of it, but that one part of the lyrics was uh, "Taste the love of Lucifer's magic," you know, stuff like that, and and just that persona of trying to be evil, you know. Like yeah. even the crew did the same thing with the pentagram and stuff, but then you know, it's you know, and shout at the devil and stuff like that. But well, and uh, interesting enough, Blackie Lawless, he was a preacher's son too, I think. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah. you know, he's rebellious. Yeah. 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 Well, you're kind of going down into another path that I really wanted to talk about before, you know, we wrap this up. And that's so many of these rockers, you know, that we're talking about are coming to the faith. Yeah. You know, um, you know, Alice Cooper, uh, Dave Mustaine, Dave Ellison, both from Megadeth, yeah. uh, Blackie Lawless, like you said, from Wasp. I know C.C. DeVille from Poison is pretty outspoken. I haven't heard any, anything from him recently, but I know... You know, a few years back, maybe maybe about five six years ago, I saw a really in depth video from him. Right. Um, I, I know the drummer from White Snake. Yeah, uh, 
Nico, is that what you said? Yeah. Yep, Nico from Iron Maiden. Um, the, the the drummer from White Snake. I can't remember his name. Tommy, Tommy something. Yeah, All uh, he played in. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah. And you got yeah. I mean, there's listen, and, and I, you kind of think a lot of them were kind of like us, or, or kind of like me, I guess. That were, were were probably maybe more than likely raised in um, some kind of faith or something, and so they've always kind of that's always been a part, or or their life experiences and stuff have been to the point where they're just. Um, just kind of lost all hope in, in, in stuff and then and come to God. It, you know, it's hard to say, but there's quite a few. I mean, look at uh, even a lot of the new, look at Corn, uh, look at uh, Brian oh, yeah. Welch and uh, yeah, definitely. and yeah. Fieldy. I think both of them yep. are in the band. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and man, you, you talk about taking their faith seriously. I mean, I've seen some crazy videos of those dudes going out there and praying with fans in line before the show and after the show and all kinds of stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, and I hope this doesn't like steer in in a total way, but it's almost like, you know, like you said, what they're doing. It's almost like their life experiences. They they've seen life how it really is, and 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 I say this um, in a way that a lot of Christians, a lot, you know, a lot of people that that and stuff, they kind of shelter themselves. They they close their their views off of the world, and they they get kind of. You ever heard the uh, phrase um, "too er- too heavenly minded to be any earthly good"? Oh I wow! Know, no, but that's that's good. I know a lot of Christians like that because I was born and raised in, in church and stuff, and they have no, they can't relate to people. They can't relate to people in the world and stuff. And see, and that's what's cool about these guys because they were in the world. They were like totally in the you know in the in the stirring pot there of, of uh, you know drugs alcohol and stuff and so they they have something that we like I don't I mean they can they can relate to these people and, and they can they can touch you know they can reach down and, and, and plant the seed where we can't because you know because people that struggle and, and that are in that you know like I said rock and roll is a um, it's it's a rebellious you know it, it, like I said the, the, the thing that goes with it the persona of rock and roll is rebellious and stuff like that. So when somebody like a Brian Head Welch or Blackie Lawless comes to find faith and stuff, because you know that people get involved in that, you know, drug addicts they they, they know they're messed up, but they're just caught up in the addiction. Addiction is a powerful thing. Well, and and, and that that drug kind of takes them away from that. When when they're high, they're not thinking about yeah, you know. Right, and, and then, so they're not going to listen to a stuffy, you know, self-righteous, acting, whatever, so-called Christian. But somebody that's been right there with them and all of a sudden found faith, found hope, but yet they can still rock and stuff like that. I, I think that gets it. I mean, that's why they get attention of a lot of these people, because it's like, you know, they made it. I don't know, just, just, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to go all off on it. On no, you you're, you're hitting a good point like, because we can go a million directions on anything, but but to try to keep it in there. Uh, what's cool about it is, you know, like I said, these guys are reaching people that most churches can't reach because they don't know how. They've never been there. They've never been addicted to drugs. You know, I'm talking about you know as a as a core a lot of these uh, old time religious people, but but these guys, I mean, you know, God's gotten a hold of them. He's he's, he's took them out of drugs and alcohol and. and and I mean, they're like you said. I mean, Brian Head Welch and and uh, Philly, they they go out like after the concerts and they're preaching to people. Yeah, I mean, 
and, and that's the cool part about it. Who, and, and, and to me, that it's just so God to be like this anyway. Yeah. But who in their right mind would have ever expected corn to become a ministry? Yeah. And that's what that is. They are going out and doing exactly the same thing that the chosen, that the disciples did, and you know, with Christ at the helm. They went out and ministered to those people, and that's what they're doing every night after those shows and before those shows, which I think is really cool. But this really kind of brings us back, you know, full tilt because um, we've mentioned that a lot of these players in heavy metal and rock, um, you know, they started off in some kind of child-based faith or church or something and have come back to it. And so, you know, here we are talking about watch the children pray and, you know, what happens to these kids early on. And that's that's what we've decided with that Dove Bible Club I was telling you about. It's like, you know, even if we only get these kids once a month, but we can give them lines of scripture, we can tell them John 316, um, you know, we can show them that the, 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 the lamp to my feet is your word and, you know, all, all those basics even um you know we we were constantly going over the fruits of the spirit or the fruit of the spirit and you know i think about that you know every time we leave that place i pray for those kids that that whatever happens in their life at some point they they pull back you know what they're being taught and what they see and what they learn and if nothing else the path of christianity you know, the benefits for humanity are are astounding, yet nobody wants to look at it from that perspective. The way that Christ taught us to live is pretty pleasant, <laughs> you know. It, but, it is. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying you're, you're right. I, you know, like I said, I, I, I can go a million ways on, on different things, so I'm, I'm trying to keep focused here. But, you know, you know like you're saying, it, it's faith is should be simple yet it's so complex mm-hmm. and we make it complex we, we do and, and especially yeah. um here you know in, in america and you know like i said without going off uh, in a different direction it, it's what we're being taught in faith is is if you don't know the truth if you don't know what you know when god said something if you don't know what he meant you're basically putting it up for you know inter- whatever interpretation you can interpret it however you want and and truth is not like that yeah. and you know if you look like like just the I, I had found out that just the Baptist Church has over 200 different denominations in it alone just just the Baptist Church which is also one of you know hundreds of different denominations sure and and they divide over things and, and a lot of times it's it's over their interpretation of scripture mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be like that you know we, we we say here you know you see here in america that um the american gospel i guess is what they want to call it is a lot of times we let society we let uh our um, you know we let things like in our culture help um, shape our views and interpretation of things, including scripture. And during that time when Jesus or when Paul or you know the disciples spoke to the churches and stuff or to people, 
they were also in a different culture and society. And so, so we have to kind of I, I go back and actually to really know. Yeah, it's contextual. Something. You know, what was going on at the time when they did these, this talking? Right. Well, you know, Greek mythology um, and stuff was very, very strong. And I mean, you know, it was very during that time. There was that that was you know because uh, you know Greeks kind of like had been one of the most one of the most biggest influences on the world than anybody as we know with Alexander the Great and everything. But you know you look at all this reference to um, you know you know like Paul talked about things that you know because that's where the Olympics come from and stuff. And, and he talked about like uh, you know getting in shape, beating your body to in, into submission and things like that. And he used those things of their culture to speak to to different things. And we kind of do this. So what we are doing is we're taking that and we're taking our culture and we're interpreting to what we, you know, to, to what we think it means rather than what it was really meant to be. And, um, you know, here I go off on a different thing, but, but, you know, truth is truth. Mm -hmm. When God said something, it was truth. And, and if you start interpreting that, you start letting your, the, the, you know, the, your culture, your views on things, your perspective, your, the media, you start letting those influences and you start shaping what you the way you look at things and stuff then truth that truth no longer is truth the way you view it you know what i mean I mean, it'll always be truth but your view of the truth is not accurate and um you know with with children when they were when they were to you know try to bring it back you know, when, when children when, when god you know taught people and stuff like that like children you know they accept they believe it and stuff but, you know, we're in, into um, just, you know, like I said, the American gospel is just, it, you know, I remember it all being about prosperity. If you look at what, what was the purpose of coming to America and stuff, it was, you know, that was like, I can't remember what the, the thing I was like on the, the Statue of Liberty and talk, stuff, talks about prosperity and stuff. And the church always kind of seems to go parallel with the world. You know, you got the, you know, you got the industrialized, you know, um, industrial American, you look at the way a lot of the mega churches are ran and stuff like that and, and things like that. But, but, uh, you know, with, with children, when, when you teach them things and you teach them the truth, it, it, you want to make that their view. You want to make that before all the worldly outward influences come in and, and try to shape and try to tell them how to think and, and stuff like that. You teach them, you know, when, when we teach them truth, when we teach our children truth and they go in to believe that they have something to, to fight against all whatever thing comes in. And, and so, you know, Children are easily influenced, and 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 they believe, you know, whatever you tell them. Mm -hmm. So when you tell them the truth, and they believe that and stuff, they kind of hold on to it. And I think that's kind of where I came from because I, my growing up in my family, my family was very religious. You know, we were part of the um, uh, Pentecostal movement, and I grew up in that. And even though my mom and dad never sat me down and taught me why. Um, we believe what we believe. They just taught us, you know, different things. This is, we do this, we don't do this, we do this, we don't do that. And I've always grown up with that, even though I was rebellious and I came to faith on my own. And then, then I started questioning and learning um, things and stuff. But uh, all my life, you know, that was always back in there and stuff. So, so when, you know, when, when you talk about the faith as a child and praying as a child and stuff, when they're taught right, they hold on to that. And like I said, if, if they, they stay in that, you know, even though the world and stuff kind of pounds them with all their 
um, influences that's always in there that always you know like that's what I came back to and, and I came back to what I was raised and taught and like I said I, I I started studying the Bible and started learning that a lot of things I was taught wasn't accurate, but right, right. But still, it was in there, and and, and I've always held on to that. Um, but like, like even like with children, you know, like this whole thing's talking about you know watching the children pray. But but it's like when when they're taught the truth and stuff, and, and that's in them, they and they they'll believe it rather 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 it's truth or not, I should say. But if, you, if they're taught the truth, when Jesus taught them and that stuff, and he talked about faith as a child, you know, if they're learning the truth, they're going to hold on to that. And mm-hmm. and, and it's true, because I, I, I mean, I, I lived it. And, and, and I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a um, that, that's what happened in my life, is, is like I said, I held on to everything, even though, like I said, I don't, I never knew why I believed what I believed. Yeah. And, and stuff, but, but I always had that, that in there. And, and, and it's, you know, it's very accurate, very true. Of, well, it, it, and and that's that's an interesting you know aspect of it because you know if 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 you're told if you're told that as a child and it sticks with you, at some point you're going to get to a point where you're going to be like, look, I'm going to find out if this is true or not. Right. And some of the greatest thinkers in humanity, including C.S. Lewis, uh, you know Lee Strobel, uh, Josh McDowell. I mean, some of these dudes that have really, really peeled back the layers of history and science and, you know, uh, really, really intellectual debates and, and arguments, man, they, they, they led themselves to Christ every single time, you know. And I'm sure there, there's, there, there are outliers, you know. There, there are atheists out there that still um, are very intelligent people that feel that way. But, uh, you know, I, I just think it's interesting to see that in a lot of cases, probably in most cases, if they begin that search, they find something that they never really expected. Um, right. and, and, you know, so one of the cool things that, that I really like to think about um, or, or really kind of wrap up is something you touched on, and, and we'll kind of wrap up with this, is, um, you know, the... I, I think I remember an Alice Cooper quote where he was like, look, I'm a Christian now. I had a talk with my pastor and I really feel like it's time to hang up the Alice Cooper hat. And the, the pastor was like, why? He's like, you're in the camp of the Philistines. Do you believe God makes mistakes? And, you know, Alice is like, no. And he's like, well, it sounds to me like he placed you there for a reason, you know. And, and in many ways, sort of like Corn is doing too, you know, they're staying in it and keeping their faith intact. And, you know, there's one conversation that I had once that really bothered me. Um, it was it was about, the, it was Wasp, about the conversation about Blackie Lawless. And I said, you know, there's nothing in your life that God can't use to glorify himself in the process. And he was like, this guy was like, no, there's no way. All the stuff you've done in your past is garbage. And I was like, what you got to think about is who you are now versus what that garbage looked like is a, a, a testimony to God and and faith. I mean, you know, think about think about the, the even from, from Paul's perspective in, yeah. in the Bible. He was a serial killer, man. He was out to destroy Christianity. Oh, yeah, and met Christ and became a completely new person. 
mean, what more testimony and glorification of God do you need than than that kind of uh, you know evidence? I mean, right. and, and look what Paul did. He was a um, scholar and stuff, but but you know, Jesus taught you know told a lot of the you know a lot of the people, religious people that day, that they, you know, they didn't follow him with their heart. You know, they they know him. You know, you, you might know all the scriptures and stuff like that, but you don't you don't know me. You don't you, you know your heart. It's not in your heart. Paul come from that. Yeah. And so he had all that background knowledge, and then all of a sudden, when when Christ got a hold of him on the road to Damascus, all that stuff became real. You know, all that stuff, and then he used it. Look at the stuff he you know he penned most of the New Testament. And, yeah. And look at the stuff he wrote. Um, the stuff that that he had been raised on and stuff that, um, well, it, and and everything. All of a sudden, it became real. It became it made sense. It it, it you know it it hit his heart and. And, well, and a good portion of it was done in prison. A good portion of it was done in some of the most miserable circumstances on life. Yeah. And the whole book of Philippians is written about joy. And he wrote that from a prison cell. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, anyway. I, I, man, I, I sure do appreciate all your time this morning, all your efforts with Dead to Self Radio. Uh, let's go ahead and give Dead to Self Radio a plug there. Tell us a little bit about you, and and, and we'll uh, head out of here. Yeah, um, check it out. It's at deadtoselfradio.com. It's a Christian online rock and metal radio station. We play everything from the – we got some stuff from the 70s to today, everything from uh, Res Band to Demon Hunter um, and everything in between. Check it out, deadtoselfradio.com. I've been doing it since 2004, and if you're into the more – metalcore hardcore stuff there's fuelradio.net which i also run so there you go awesome so cool well thomas i you know i really look forward to this friendship continuing to go further and you know song and verse ministries is 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 going to be around for a while we're really really looking at the heart and soul of music and and pulling out you know god's word uh in there and really looking for some serious discussions so I'm sure we will be hitting you up in 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 the future. So, uh, yeah, you be well, it, man, yeah. and try to go get some sleep after you're done working, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll <laughs> probably take a nap. I, I hear you, man. This is Rockin' Todd signing off for this episode of Song and Verse Podcast. Check us out next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Song and Verse Podcast. Hopefully, it was an uplifting, honest, and meaningful experience for you. We do accept donations. If you feel led to give to the Song and Verse Ministries, check out songandverseministries.com slash donate for a number of different ways to give back. And also be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We hope you tune in to the next episode of the Song and Verse podcast. Until then, keep searching for the DNA of God's Word found flowing through songs.